Welcome back to the Hooper's Paradise Podcast, where you're going to get real thoughts and opinions from fans who let a game brought to you by your Hooper's favorite Hoopers. We outside. CP, we've been outside, man. <laughs> we can't even say that now anymore. It's like, now nah, we we literally been outside. Yeah, you know what? That's facts. That's facts. Man. Yo, <laughs> round two, we were so wrong, but right Bro. at the same time. <laughs> Yo, it's been, I'll be honest, like this playoffs has been some good basketball. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's because we're coming off of like the last two years of kind of the pandemic basketball where it's kind of been watered down a little bit, but it just seems as though these playoffs have been a little, like a little bit more entertaining than the last couple of years. Because you kind of got rid of the frauds. Back. Yeah, we're the frauds, and, yeah. and we're we're like kind of seeing the passing of the guard in ways, you know. That's so crazy that some... like we're not talking about KD, LeBron, nope, nope. Dame, nope. We're ta- we're talking about young boy Jason Tatum, Luca. <laughs> like we're talking about these young guys who are coming in here and taking it over the league taking it by storm one old guy trying to hold on is uh, jimmy butler <laughs> nah and you got um steph and clay and draymond still still trucking along but they honest, got some like, youth beside them they're gonna be trucking along for a long time though because like their game their game's predicated on shooting oh yeah you know what like <laughs> as much as we're talking about the passing of the guard i really see things kind of changing as we move forward so from what standpoint like I expect KD back next season, deep playoff run. I expect LeBron back to at least making the playoffs. I expect I don't know about Dame. We got to see what's gonna happen with Dame, but you know what I mean. Like I expect like some normalcy for us to come back. I don't think that it's been a complete passing of the guard. I think it's a it's a half. Like those guys didn't have their guns this year. Yeah, and, and just as competitors too. Like I'm sure, like LeBron and KD and those guys are looking at like Luca and Tatum, and it's like you're gonna have to take this shit from us. Oh and yeah, you, you ain't giving it. We we're not giving it to you. You're gonna oh, have yeah. to. You ain't like, gonna get n- like this. You know what I'm trying to say? Nobody has beaten LeBron really out the playoffs like that. No young guy like. So there hasn't been somebody who has like that, that passing from the face of LeBron to who's next. Okay. Before we even go deep dive and start talking about this, mm-hmm. a rarity. I was watching ESPN today. It's I like mean, rare for me <laughs> in, in the terms of like some of those shows first take. I was on YouTube. I came across, I saw I saw a guest speaker on there. It was Pat Beverly. Bruh. <laughs> and before we, before we even start talking about Pat Beverly, before I even ask my question, Y'all know I hate this dude. (laughs) Okay, I'm capping. I'm capping. It's not that I hate him. I just think he is an overrated basketball player. And I think all season long, we overrated him as a leader. But, you know, that was my opinion where I was like, they made it seem like he was the reason for the Timberwolves' success in ways. That's kind of like what was pushed and i was like if we're looking from a leadership standpoint these guys are celebrating playing wins like they won the nba championship 
grittying all over courts. You got cat. You got cat doing farewells after he lost his first round. Like I'm sitting here, like what? What leadership are we talking? But hey, that's Nayer say that's not the co- topic of conversation. I I'll be honest. So just, just to just to just to piggyback off, you said just a quick second. I think the Minnesota Timberwolves fans haven't had a lot to celebrate. I think Raptor TPD, fans were in that. They were they were jumping on tables, man. Jamar Raptor fans were in that same place before we won the championship. Now we now we know how to win. Now we know how to act. They ha- you have to TPD. win. You have to go through consistent winning, Jamar, to be able as a fan to understand how to act. Like I un- I don't I don't agree with it. Jumping on I, the table, CP. I, Jamar, I don't agree with it. <laughs> but I understand why the city of Minnesota and Pat Bev and and Carl Towns kissing babies. <laughs> I get it. I get it. They don't have much. Not much goes on in Minnesota. It's not right. I mean, but I get it. Okay. All right. So <laughs> if people don't know, Pat Beverly did was a guest speaker on First Take. Uh, on a bunch he, of different shows. Yeah. He was up there with, was all over with today. a lot of J.J. Reddick and Stephen A. Smith. But I seen him with J.J. Reddick twice mm-hmm. talking about some different topics. One that really struck me, though, and I know it struck you a little bit, was... Cool. Uh, he had some comments when talking about the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks series, specifically directed towards Chris Paul. I think, to be honest, like I, wa- I went back and I watched a little bit of that, and well, actually, sorry, I watched it, and he's just coming off as a hater. Like it seems as though. Chris Paul has done something to him and he's taking it personal and he took the opportunity where he's on national television to kind of like bash the guy. Like what he was saying doesn't make any sense. You're talking about, are you talking about he's a cone at 37 years old or are you talking about he's a cone in general? Because this is a nine time first team. Is it first team? Let me make sure I'm nine time all defensive in general. So he's a nine time all defender, nine, nine team all defender. Like I can't even pronounce it how frustrated I am with this guy and the nonsense that he's spewing. This guy, let me just read, let me just read some of Chris Paul's accomplishments. You might, okay. You don't mind. Just no, I don't mind. You know me. I'm a let me, if you don't mind. fan. He's a all NBA 10 times. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> all defensive team nine times. Not bad. Led the NBA in steal six times. Didn't know that. Led the NBA in assists four different times. Not surprising. Fourth overall pick in 2005 as a six-foot guard. Now, one of the points Patrick Beverly brought up was if you're given the keys to an organization for 17 years and allowed to play with the freedom for 17 years, you're supposed to be like that you're supposed to be but it's like why <laughs> why why was he given the keys for 17 years what like it's like then he was i just don't understand like it to me it just sounds like he has just a personal vendetta with the guy and he took the opportunity on national tv to go out there and bash him because yeah chris paul played a bad game and i i think he would be the first type of guy to tell you yeah shit i played bad but Wow. <laughs> wow. What I'll say to counter Pat Beverly's point 
where I think um, right now he's just setting up for his career after basketball because he's seeing it come down to an end. So he's like, let me jump on some of these ESPNs and let me see if I can do this. This nah, this. but don't don't be throwing guys under the bus. Like, what was the reason to call Paul George's name? Well, that's where he crossed the line in terms of <laughs> boundaries and, and in terms of locker room talk and et cetera. Yeah. But to touch on his point about he was given 17 years of freedom. Freedom. So he's supposed to be that good. He's supposed to be. He's supposed to have those numbers. He's supposed to be recognized. That's what he's trying to say. Can we go down the line of guys who were given the keys to the ship but couldn't even handle it for one year? This is what I'm saying. Like, why was he give like he went to multiple different organizations and was handed the keys you're only you're you're, you're the team that drafts you is it is that who is the team that values you the most so for you to go to another organization and another organization and another organization and your role doesn't change that says who you are as a basketball player it's a and little difficult yeah go ahead <laughs> just to add to it we're talking about somebody who got to the NBA championship in year 16. That's a six foot point guard. <laughs> That's what people got to understand. Like, I don't think they understand. I mean, you and I could never even really understand the punishment a six foot point guard would take in the NBA over 17 years. And for him to still be playing at a high level at 37 years old. I just, again, there's a fine line between critiquing someone playing bad and then just bashing them and coming off as a hater. And and I think guys like JJ Redick and Matt Barnes were critiquing Chris Paul's games because, again, he did play bad. And I think Pat Beverly was brought on there to, you think he was brought on there for his next career? I think he was brought on there to spew negativity because I think the media wanted to kill Chris Paul today. Why him? Why Pat Bev? Why why pick somebody who has a beef for Chris Paul? Well, he went at the whole Phoenix Suns roster in ways in terms of nobody's scared of the Phoenix Suns. They didn't win 64 talk, games. Hey, hey, CP, he's talking about them on TV. On the couch. <laughs> he ain't playing basketball right now. <laughs> Can we talk about how that man in a game looked at Steph Curry in his face and said, the last couple years were yours. The next six are ours and has not won anything since. Isn't he older than Steph? <laughs> Him and Steph are like good friends, too. I believe they're kind of from like they, they have some history together, but yeah. it really comes off as hating. It really comes mm. off as out of bounds for sure, just mm. because you you use locker room talk, conversations behind closed doors. Um, kind of going at Devin Booker too, that nobody's scared of him, kind of disrespected the talent that he is. Devin Booker is an assassin. And th there's a lot of reporters and a lot of guys in the media who did not have amazing careers but mm -hmm. they've earned the respect to speak on certain situations for sure and they knew how to they know how to do that appropriately when you talk about guys like kendrick perkins who no disrespect was a star in the role that he made that, that he did mm -hmm. uh, matt barnes who acknowledged that he was a star role player mm -hmm. he hasn't earned that respect yet to get on tv 
and to comment in that type of way like it was so ignorant it was so out of bounds he broke a lot of rules yeah especially the fact that he's still playing like you got to go back in that locker room you're talking about playing with lebron come on man (laughs) he all over the place come on man i just i think and now it's like okay espn invites him back tomorrow so of course people are gonna glue in it's like now now he had like what you said we had this conversation off camera man he has to go up there and defend himself now because he looks stupid but you know what when you look at pat bev and this is and and i hate doing this where you're like basically guessing or you're saying this is what's going on in this man's head i hate doing that as another man but He's one of those guys I could look at. He truly think he right. He gonna be wrong and strong. Yeah, he's one of those guys. He's wrong and strong, and he'll argue. And, and we can't even say we know that, but it's just like we're just. It seems that way. It, because it seems that way, and it's something that we're guessing. You, you more than half of those things he didn't have to say. No. <laughs> and we more haven't even we haven't even talked about his argument around why James Harden should get a supermax and ruin the philadelphia 76ers if they give him the supermax kudos to him i love to see a black man get paid in the in the quotations of j cole but (laughs) for sure at the same time do you want to be paying james harden damn near 60 mil a year when he's 37 37 years old it it just doesn't make sense when he's already showing his decline a couple stats James Harden hasn't shot over 20 shots since he's been with the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, I just, to be honest, I don't know what happened to him. His game seems like I'm going to, maybe he's trying to fit it in. Maybe he's coming in there, trying to fit in, trying to find his niche on that team, which seems to be like playmaking. I think, I also think his first failed um, attempt to play with a dominant big and Dwight Howard kind of is weighing on him as well. I don't think you want to repeat that with Joel because it's a different situation. Joel better than you. <laughs> well, Joel here's, more my, um, than you. <laughs> here's my unpopular opinion that I, I talked about with a few people and they was really upset. Yeah. Keep the same energy for James Harden that we gave Ben Simmons. We oh, crucified. Oh, not showing up. We crucified Ben Simmons for not scoring in fourth quarters of games and second halves he took two shots james harden in the last two games of that series did not score a bucket in the fourth quarter and in the last game of the series did not score a bucket in the second half but here's my argument here and this is what people got really upset at me about the difference is is that ben simmons wasn't a defensive liability at the same time exactly you're not so teams that are not trying to scope you out (laughs) so we love to talk about how ben simmons did not do crazy things on the offensive end go back and watch that series and see the the hell that he gave trey young listen go go back and watch that series and see the hell that he gave to trey young that whole entire series and on top of that i'm gonna challenge people to also say like just 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 give the same energy that we gave to ben simmons for not shooting and and here's the biggest point of james harden's calling card in the league has been what scoring 
What has been Ben Simmons? Playmaking and defense. We literally crucified that man for doing his job. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he didn't do but it. At his, we didn't do it. At, he didn't do it at the highest level. And I will admit that he could have played better. Mm-hmm. But we got to give Harden that same energy right now. And since that he didn't show up either. I mean, you can't you you can't take two shots in a second half. I mean, Jamar, you and I can go in the NBA and take three shot attempts. I'm not saying they're going to go in. I'm not saying there'll be the best shots. I'm not saying they'll come into flow the offense, however you want to look at it. But, but you and I, fly. I'm shooting at least four corner tray balls. <laughs> I'm going to let that fly though. I'll go over four. I will shoot the next one. Kobe. The, so, and as a basketball player, it's hard to understand or fathom how, and he, he his excuse was, I'm not getting the ball. What? <laughs> Bro, you're the point guard. You are, you are dictating and facilitating everything for the offense. Uh, if you choose to call your own number, who's going to tell James Harden no? And to be fair, I'm a, we, we really like James Harden. And yeah, we love what he's done sure. over the years. Um, I haven't been, like I'm, I'm I'm happy for what he's done over the years, but he's been a consistent top six player the last eight years. But the questions are going to start happening. Was it the D'Antoni system? Um, was. Was D'Antoni Harden's coach? No, it's not. No, it's not D'Antoni's system because he, there was a point in time when he was in Brooklyn where he was cooking. He was the MVP candidate. Yeah, he was an MVP candidate for his playmaking. Oh shoot! But Steve he Nash was, is there. He it's was. The same, he was. He was never. And that's when D'Antoni was there too. <laughs> yeah, it's the same guy. He, was never, he wasn't scoring at a high level, but he was. He came there and he was yeah. playing good basketball playmaking. But I mean, a lot of people. Say, a lot of people will say it's really easy to do that when you got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving by your side. True. That's true. And people do say Dan Tony's like a magician offensively. But hey, regardless, <laughs> Pat Beverly completely out of bounds. You agree? Oh, out of pocket. Extremely out of pocket. Like, and I'm so happy Matt Barnes checked that because oh, nobody yeah, else on the TV Matt. was going to. Nobody else on TV was going to. And you know what? And, and a lot of a lot of Chris Paul's teammates and a lot of men them are coming to his defense because like what? That is crazy. And they're doing it respectfully with adding sure. he was terrible in the series, though. Be- because he was. Like, it's not. No one's going to sit here. Anybody who watched basketball can look at Chris Paul and see over the last five games, he's giving you nine points and five turnovers. That's not Chris Paul. In the last, I think since he turned 37 years old. In that yeah, series. Yeah, like 18 turnovers or some crazy. 18, like 18 made shots and 18 turnovers. That's not. Since he it, turned 37. Now, now, are we going to use a five-game sample size to judge the man's entire career? For well, you to go is. on TV? That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Well, he that is. is cra- that is. That. that is. That to me, again, that's not. You're not talking basketball. You're hating. You came on TV to hate on another black man. And that's what's so sad to me. Well, let's look past that because we gave Pat Bev a lot of energy for what, what you know me man and i was giving that guy overrated, so much credit an overrated <laughs> role player in my opinion yeah and like I, I, russ I said to you man 
Hey, like Russ said back in the day, y'all give that guy a lot of love, but he really just running around barking. <laughs> it, but to be honest, that's, he plays basketball with his mouth. And don't get me wrong, that's an He's effective way to play. Yeah, that's an effective way to play when you're playing against weak-minded people. But and he he was just saying a lot of out-of-pocket things on, on there. And I mean, I gave that guy a lot of clout. Like, I think like, I think, no, is he the best leader? But he was a leader for Minnesota. And he he helped propel that team. No, don't get me wrong. I'm don't I'm not let's not underestimate the jump of Anthony Edwards, right? Yeah. Let's not let's not underestimate the the in-season stardom of Carl Anthony Towns and the impact yep. he has, right? Let's not underestimate the 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 shooting ability and the and the ability to take over a game that D'Angelo Russell has. They're not a bad team. And they had a lot of nice little young pieces over there. I like what Minnesota's doing. Yeah, and they have a phenomenal coach. So I just <laughs> so <laughs> you overrate just commit just say it with me, CP. It's okay. You overrated I this. I did, I did, I did, I did. I don't I didn't I didn't appreciate I didn't appreciate what like, I kind of lost a little bit of respect for him today, especially like Chris Paul is our top three point guard all time, arguably. Who's your Who's your top five point guards of all time? Just because that's what we're my point. With. My who's point your guard? top five point guards of all time? Speaking from a fellow point guard, my top, my personal, or like what the consensus would be. Let's go with your personal. Just my personal. We want to know. The people want to know. All right, shoot, Jason Kidd. Respect. I like that. Yeah. Shout out Jason Williams, white chocolate. The elbow <laughs> joint, okay. Right? Chris Paul. Magic Johnson. And like I kind of struggle. Like there's a couple guys I want to throw in there, man. I wanna kinda wanna throw. Like thinking about it, I kinda wanna throw Rajon Rondo. <sighs> you know, it's <laughs> my guy. I respect him. I, you, know, you know what? I'm gonna go at Rondo. Cause it's my five. I'm gonna go at Rondo. You know what? And That's my five. I'm going to say names, but I'm going to say these guys wouldn't be in my top five point guards. These are my top five favorite guys to watch. Mm-hmm. So I, Jason Kidd. Yeah. Ooh, he's amazing. Isaiah Thomas. Just because he's another guy. small guard that yeah. I just got to learn and watch and grow from. Rajon Rondo. Mm-hmm. Um, To see a man dominate the league. Yo. Like he did. was crazy. <laughs> At his size, without being able to shoot, that's pretty damn impressive. He, that guy used to put up 15, 18 rebounds, 16 assists, 7 steals, and 2 blocks somehow, and have a, pl- a plus 29. I, like, I, <laughs> what? I'm running <laughs> out of spots game. here, man. I'm getting nervous in terms of guys I appreciate watching. So I got J-Kid, Rondo. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. I'm going to go with the Canadian. Nash. Okay. You are real point guard, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go You're with the Canadian Nash. And then I'm going to wrap it up with... I got to put a big guard in there, Penny Hardaway. That was smooth. I got I'm thinking but, to myself. But those, a lot of my list would change if it was just yeah. like top five guards of all yeah. time. Oh, for sure, for sure. Because Steph Curry, Steph Curry should be in there. Yeah. Um... You, Magic and Isaiah would have to be in there. Chris Paul and maybe John Stockton. Yeah, is and who you know the what? Five, I would. I try to. It, it sounds weird, but I kind of keep Steph out of my point guard. Like, 
unless we talk if we talking about guys who played the position, he in the yeah. top five. But if we're For talking sure. about just like pure point guard, no, he's not a pure point. He's he don't make guard. my top five. But hey, isn't that's, it crazy? That's a cool top five. Isn't it crazy? Like it's breaking my heart right now. I didn't say Kyrie. Because Kyrie <laughs> No, just my personal. A, he's not a pure point guard either. I know, but he's watching a, that guy. He's a two and a one's body. That's facts. But he's amazing, man. <laughs> oh, skill. Amazing. You know how I feel, man. Most skilled, man, most skilled guard ever. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree. I just so, want I just want to shout out Chris Paul just because, man, because that was Pat Bevin's crazy. <laughs> wild for that one. Wild. But unfortunately, wild. as much as we gave Chris Paul a lot of love right now, right? He had the he had the peak of love that we showing him. CP. I'm going to take you back a couple weeks ago, right? Mm. When I said Dallas in seven. <laughs> yeah. you, you looked at me and called Dallas in seven. Oh, you're out of your mind. What's next? You're out of your mind. Dallas in seven. <laughs> you're out of your um, mind. <laughs> I'll be crazy. <laughs> Let me tell you why, Jamar. It, it's, it's undeniable that Luca's the best player on the floor. And I know the rule is that once you have the best player on the floor, you have, even if it's a 51% and 49%, you have the better chance of winning the series. I thought, on by based on my metric system, that the overall team of Phoenix Suns could outduel or out-impact one of Luka. And I was wrong because the rest of Luca's team is Luca's roster. That roster is not a playoff roster. Let me just say that. Let me let's be clear. Huh? Okay, that, go ahead. Because I'm gonna I tell think, you I why think, I thought I they think was Luca's, that, I think Luca's that good. I just think Luca's that good. Like it kind of, I kind of equated to when LeBron brought that Cleveland team to. I look at a team like that. Maybe, maybe, maybe the coach in a Jason Kidd. I know he had a, did a great job of attacking CP3, of, of drawing up that game plan to attack CP3 consistently, consistently, consistently. But eh, it's tough to remember. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you why I thought Dallas is seven. One, Dallas is actually a playoff basketball team. Mm. Um, we're talking about a team that finished what? Fourth in the Fifth. West? They finished fifth in the West. Yeah. You know what? Let me let me let me pull this up, man. Let me see. Yeah. So they right. they. <laughs> yeah, it's right here, yeah, they finished fourth in the West. For, oh, for right. Sure. So yeah, they're top they four finished seat, yeah. fourth in the West, and remember that Luca was hurt mm-hmm. during this season and came into the season out of shape. So they was winning games regardless. Right. So this mm-hmm. is why I picked them in seven. They got the wing depth. They got prototypical three and Ds. They got fours and fives who can stretch the floor. And around a guy who can dictate the pace of the game with Crazy. knockdown shooters. Yeah, and Jamar, it's not just, just it's not just knockdown shooters, CP. We're talking about guys who can knock down shots and then come on the other end and guard your best player in Finney Smith. You know what I mean? Like you you got wings like Bullock, mm-hmm. who we seen how much the Knicks missed him this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, and then you right. add you you add like they got these weird bigs who stretch the floor in like a Maxi Cleaver. And then you got a pal who just run up and down and work hard. 
Yo, Jamar, I'm so looking when at... You put, when you put all these little pieces and then the emergence of Jalen Brunson, who we forget is going to command a $20 million contract, and then off the bench, they're still bringing in Spencer Dinwiddie as a spark plug. I just thought that Luka's greatness and the way he can facilitate... It's going to make Phoenix really, really hard to guard in terms of they're going to put DeAndre Ayton in a lot of pick and rolls. Phoenix switches a lot of stuff, so Luka's going to get a lot of post-ups against um, CP3 and Devin Booker. Um, and what they did was they trapped the hell out of Devin Booker and forced Chris Paul to guard. And then with the way they play, it's a weird kind of style defense. It's very not to dis like very raptorous where it's like he's because remember they're starting a big guard lucas 6 8 mm-hmm. and then brunson's like this small kind of like post kind of old school to like old school guard like he's a yeah. real old school shoot the mid-range footwork in the his footwork in the post like i've never seen a guard post up cp3 besides kyrie irving we've never seen this before he's chris paul's usually the one posting people up yep. and making decisions so to see Brunson like bully him, which I expected to be honest, because I was like, yo, these these Dallas Mavericks are no joke. And then my thought process was when it gets to game seven, anything can happen. But usually you go with the best player on the floor. And they might seven, do some yeah. heroics. And yeah. Luca came out on some heroics. And the last point I'm gonna make is I'm shocked that people didn't rate the Dallas Mavericks more considering the fact that these guys took Paul George and Kawhi to seven. <laughs> but I, I, I <laughs> think that was a lot two of that, years ago. I think a lot of that's on Luka. Like, you take Luka off that roster, you don't make the playoffs. Yes, but some rosters are built that way. No, and I agree. And yeah, I think some rosters are built that way. Like, it's built perfectly around Luka for it, his style of play. But I was just looking at it like I'll be honest with you, Jamar. I felt as though Phoenix was one of the more complete teams in the NBA that could play a multiple different ways. I had if you had told me that. Yo, because I I, I saw a possession where Luca posted up DeAndre Ayton and scored in the post. Well, I told you you overrated that man's defense a little bit too much. No, and I, he no, no, really I, I struggles. Think... He really struggles guarding the pick and rolling ways. Because they're as much as they're very like they, they're still playing like the conventional bigs. Mm-hmm. They go Aiton, Biombo, McGee, mm-hmm. and that has to switch out on Luca. It's tough, man. And that's and why Jay- I'm not surprised. CP, I called them Dallas in seven. I'm not surprised, and I said it with confidence. Yeah, you did. Remember, I called Dallas as my dark horse to get to the NBA Finals, and y'all called me nuts. There's not one person on the Dallas outside of Boban Marjanovic, and he doesn't play that shoots below 30% from three. That is it's crazy. <laughs> the roster is designed very well and people should be scared because Luca's a big away from just dominating the league for a little bit where we might just continuously see Luca versus Giannis or Tatum uh, y'all better hope Middleton don't come back but we're gonna speak on that before we speak on the <laughs> next before we speak on that though 
quickly does Aiton get his max deal somewhere? Somewhere. Someone will give it to him. You think Phoenix you think it's gonna be in Phoenix? If Phoenix was making the decision today, my answer would be no. Did you see Monty Williams press conference? And why it's yeah, I did. It doesn't seem very um it didn't seem very uplifting or positive for DeAndre Ayton's future. When they're saying why did he only play 18 minutes, it's like it's internal. I think it's because he as to your point, he was horrible in the pick and roll and we're not if we get I'm I'm gonna make the tough decision to not play you. But he's not gonna because Monty Williams is who he is, he's not gonna go and throw DeAndre Ayton under the bus like that to the media. So is it time for us? Just so we could wrap this up. First yeah. of all, before before I go for CP3 still a Hall of Famer. Devin Booker still an upcoming superstar in my for opinion. Sure. And Pat Beb made a joke about he could be the face of the league. You damn right he can. For um, sure. Because he's light skin. I yeah. bro. That guy, yo. Disappointing. Yeah, man. That's and crazy. <laughs> we talk about other black men. That's what's disappointing. Bro. And then Aiden. Um I think he moves on. You you wouldn't mind seeing him in, in a rapper's uniform? Oh <laughs> my goodness! Hey, okay, let's not. No, don't don't don't, don't, don't get me started. Don't, 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 don't get me started. Would you, would you would you not mind? Just just yes or no. That gives that makes yes. I, I would love to see that. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. So the next series we have was Boston versus the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Your your favorite team, the Celtics. If you can't be saying that on here, I'm a Raptor fan first. <laughs> your, your, your favorite team, the Celtics. Who, but I, don't I know do why love you, the Celtics. You had zero respect for them for until recently. It can, no, no, because I can't have respect for them when the Raptors are in the playoffs. I feel you. I gotta, I gotta go with the Raptors. Right, take your bias you know out. How, how much respect you got from them? Oh my gosh, like my like this series with Miami is gonna be a grinded out series, but. Just going back to that Milwaukee and Boston series, I think it's a, it's a little different if Chris Middleton plays. Oh, I think, for sure, for sure. Right? I, think, I think it's I think a little bit different. Six. Milwaukee. Milwaukee wins in six with Middleton there. Huh? I, I, okay, I don't know about that one, but it's um it was a little be a little bit different, and but Jason Tatum showed that he has the ability now. Because I think that's a difference between um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, what, you know when they talk about how like um, when they project what you're going to be in the future. Yeah. Well, I think the difference between those type of uh, what's the word? It's on the tip of my tongue. I don't even know. Flip. All right, it'll come to me. But I think like that that's a difference between a superstar and an upcoming player is like the consistency. Yeah. And I think like James Hart. I mean not James Hart. Jason Tatum has now got the consistency on his side. Like he had a few bad games here and there. That's going to happen, right? It's a make or miss league. You're going to miss some shots, right? But I look at the other other things that you're doing. Is that is you're missing shots hurting your defense like it used to? Is you're is your missing shots taken away from your playmaking? And you still see little spurts of it and he's still only 24, but you're now seeing him turn the corner more consistently and taking that step into a guy who you could rely on to go on a deep, deep playoff push. So this series reminded me of a series last year. It was the Brooklyn Nets versus Milwaukee Bucks. 
where you had the the the, the older superstar, and and it's crazy that Giannis is actually the older superstar in this series. And he's twenty eight or twenty seven. He had to do everything possible and still missed it in Game Seven by a hair, similar to KD. Mm-hmm. We're like, but give Boston credit; they slowed him down. Mm-hmm. As much as the numbers were there, he wasn't as efficient. He wasn't as efficient. They slowed him down, got him in turnovers. They did a great job on him. I do think what they were missing is similar to what Brooklyn was missing when they played Boston in the first round. Them missing Chris Middleton is that extra wing defender and that extra shot maker when Drew Holiday's struggling. And playmaker. Because... Drew Holiday was asked, and and this is not making any excuses for Milwaukee, it's just the reality of the situation. That man was asked to guard Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and be a scorer and a playmaker. People don't don't understand how hard it is to be a consistent two-way player in the NBA where someone's asking you to guard the best player and give you 20 points efficiently. So while all of that's happening, and this is why I say I think the we're respecting Middleton more because I do think he was still somebody who was disrespected in ways how we kind of go about it that Giannis won the championship on his own right you you hear that a lot oh man see how Giannis, Giannis. did it he did it like the old school like see how it's KD all about Giannis. And LeBron KD and LeBron when it teamed up here did the, and he stuck there at home and fuck relax Middleton's yeah. an all-star Bad. Drew Holiday's an all-star. Relax, yeah. okay? Like, those are legitimate basketball players, and that's why it still went seven. I think what bit them in the butt, though, is you think they should have paid PJ Tucker. my man P.J. Tucker? 100%. He's a difference Cause, maker. Because, yo, this is, sounds scary. Even without Middleton, if they have P.J. Tucker to just guard Jason he- Tatum or Jalen Brown. A- you know that P.J. Tucker is going to get the benefit of the doubt from the refs. B, he's going to give you about three corner threes in a game. So it's able to take pressure off of you, off of Giannis when he's driving into the paint like that. You got to make a decision. P.J. Tucker will bury you. And he will bury watched, you from the corner. <laughs> we watched them have such weird lineups. At one point, I saw them go as big as Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, and... Um, and somebody else in the game where I was like, and Giannis. And I'm like, this is huge. Yeah, they're a big team. To <laughs> be guarding Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown right now. You got you got Brooke Lopez closing out long closeouts on Grant Williams. Like, that's just not going to work. And I think that extra wing depth bit him in the butt, similar to how it bit Brooklyn in the butt that last series where we saw Seth Curry, Kyrie Irving, and... And Patty Mills switching on to Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum like it was a joke. It's just tough. It's tough. Those guys, to be successful in the NBA, you need a lot of wing defense, a lot of big wings. And and guess who has a lot of big wings off topic? But anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> but to win, to be successful in the NBA, you, in today's NBA, you got to have a lot of big wings and you got to efficiently be able to shoot the three, make layups and get to the free throw line. And yeah. if you have the formula for all those things, you have your with the correct coaching and some luck, you have a championship recipe, right? Now there's a couple of teams that have championship recipes, but they're just young. And then you got a couple of teams who have championship recipes and they're contenders. And yep. it's like, mm-hmm. and I think a team like Boston made that transition to a contender now. 
Huge shout out to Grant Williams. Back-to-back series. He did a number on KD and then went into the next series and does a number on Giannis. I watched it. And he doesn't do it by himself. Don't get me wrong. Like it's it's a great team defense. But he's a primary defender. Yeah, but he's doing a great job. And I just want a big huge shout out to Grant Williams. Because it's very difficult to guard Giannis and shoot 18 threes in a game. I will not lie to you. Can you imagine how exhausting that must be? It's not even exhausting. Do you know like what type of like like confidence <laughs> you have, you have 18 to have threes? Yeah. To shoot shot. 18 threes. Kobe! In a, in a 48 minutes, man, you don't play 48 minutes. And for you know what type of confidence your team has to give you to say, because everybody knows the way Milwaukee plays. They mm-hmm. play in the sense where in this new NBA, weirdly, they give up the three. They pack the paint with their size and give like up the, the three. Like the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the confidence that Grant Williams must have been given for them to say, Grant, just keep shooting. Grant, keep shooting. To shoot 18 threes in a game. I, I'm curious to see how much threes Steph has shot in a game. But that's the sign of a great organization. It's the positivity and the positivity and the encouragement coming from the players, whether you're making or missing. They know that you don't think Boston knows that we need Grant Williams to hit these threes to win. From and what they, they're taking away, shooting. you have keep to shooting. keep shooting. And, it was beautiful. And, and there you go. And right. And that's the old, that's kind of the, those are the type of words you have to use to describe that because it's just beautiful to see the confidence that your teammates instill in you to be able to shoot 18 threes. I don't think people understand. That's a lot. <laughs> what shooting 18 threes look like in a in a span of he may he probably played what 33 minutes let me go back and check 30 minutes maybe while guarding Giannis like you said yeah like I don't think people understand how difficult that is this man played oh shit he played 39 minutes well hey he's good (laughs) listen anyway and he's only 23 years old yeah Boston Boston's got some time man and and we're seeing the emergence of Jason Tatum and it's crazy that with the emergence of Jason Tatum happening Jalen Brown's kind of getting lost in the mix where it's like, no, that boy been hooping. But this is what I'm saying. That's how deep they are because you got like, you got the, the, there's other nudes outside of him, the defensive player of the year, the greatness of Jason Tatum, the explosion of nobody saw coming from Al Horford. Like you, hey, someone <laughs> needs to go figure out the fountain of youth that Al Horford found. Where he drinking that into these from. playoffs? Because they need to give that where whatever he's doing he needs to give it to some other some other but i think stars i think guys like al horford and i think if chris paul would do this as well like they take up a lot of time in the season al horford probably played 40 games maybe and not due to injury just because like didn't he start off in okc no no no, no. so that trade happened during the off season where he okay. sat all last year though so OKC. he's healthy so i'm trying to say so he, so was, he, he basically took it yeah that's what i'm trying to say like he he's rested and come ready to play and now you you're resting in the season as well because realistically al horford is there kind of just like a, re- a release for robert williams so yeah, well not, you know what they started them beside each other practically the whole season where they kind of, that's so, what's even scarier is that they were crazy. playing big but <laughs> What we got to see is, man, Al Horford could still move those feet on defense. Yeah, we're talking about a guy. He was guarding Giannis. He was guarding KD last round too. And staying in front. Now, don't get me wrong; these guys are great players. They're gonna make tough shots, but he was he was there. They were doing a great job containing. They did. They they let Giannis play one on one a little bit more than KD. 
for sure in this series mm-hmm. but and because like Giannis did a lot more posting up and he gets his buckets in different ways like offensive yeah. rebounds get it off the catch and just go yeah and he's going to the rim so I thought it was easier for him to get buckets than KD but they let Giannis play a little bit more one-on-one and force guys like Grayson Allen to be shooters without without it's tough. Chris Middleton there. And that's the other thing. Pat Bev, don't be disrespecting like guys like 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 Grayson yeah, Allen, Grayson and, Allen and, 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 and Pat Connaughton. Like like, come on, man. Those those guys had a great season. We're talking they still, without their second best player, took this Boston Celtics team that's had the best defensive record in the best defense in the NBA and, and had the best record on the Eastern Conference to seven games. But what I'm saying is like is there really a big difference in Pat Bev and Grayson Allen game? Like they're similar type Grace, of role no, players. Grayson Allen's better than him. Don't do that. This is what I'm saying. Like Grayson Allen's a good basketball player. <laughs> it's not like Grayson Allen's terrible. Like he had one bad game. Yeah. Like I don't and I mean like like Matt Barnes said there there's role players though we you don't talk about the role players what what does Shaq call them the others <laughs> you don't you don't talk about the role players like that for him to be coming on tv like you're that guy you're not that guy bro you don't you don't you don't dictate an organization you don't change the fortunes or you're not some type of transcendent talent to be going and i just i don't understand i mean i get it i understand he gets it out the mud so he has a certain type of confidence about himself i get all that but like you don't got to be disrespectful or yeah you went too far yeah throwing people under the bus and telling calling out mandem name now you put a like you said you put a target on paul george in the clippers back for what oh i don't know man for and he ain't what? even there for what he's not even there <laughs> um miami over philly in six we kind of predicted that yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Joel Embiid is playing through multiple injuries, and James Harden, the decline is real. You see it in front of you. He in one year he went from a thirty-eight and ten guy to a twenty-two, eight and seven, <laughs> which and is not he, fine. That's still a good basketball player. Don't get it twisted, but it's just not where what we're accustomed to from seeing from James Harden. And we really saw the loss of their depth. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. when you're when you're when you're giving up. Three, two real Benson is a starter. Let's be honest with you. Are you giving up two starters? Three starters. You're giving up. They gave up a star, a starter, two starters. Drummond, Seth Curry, and not a starter in 2022, man. I mean, but yeah, 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 Jamar. He has starter talent. Like he could start in the game. He could definitely start the game for you. If Drummond is your starting center in 2022, I don't think you a championship team. Nah, but it's a job out there for him. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. He like, start. No, oh, oh, definitely. Go, like, for example, he can he could go to Charlotte and start because they're looking for yeah, a center. Okay, he'll okay, go to Charlotte. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. There's a job out there for him, but this this Boston Miami, who who you got? Who we we take it? Oh, see how we just skipped over that Miami Philly? We didn't even break that down. What's like, the we, point? Because the, I just, the only I'm thing we'll break down is: Would you give James Harden the supermax? That's a good question, and my answer is no. Why? Why would I be paying him $60 million when he's 37 years old? When how old is he now? 30, 33, and he's already showing a crazy decline? Just from a business standpoint, that, that doesn't sound smart. If, Why if, I, I'm, if I'm Philly, I'm trying to get him to opt in. Yeah. Same, come, same way how money. I feel about Kyrie. But didn't you know he what miss I mean? the deadline for that? 
I don't know. But the same, no, they haven't because Kyrie still has that option too. The way how I feel okay. about Kyrie in this situation, the same way I feel about James Harden, you worth that money. No, 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 absolutely not. Kyrie has not shown one lick of decline. No, 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 no. You, the conversation is different. You're worried about Kyrie because he not, he may not be invested, or he may not. No, no, no. Hear me out. It's more than that. Because he's been away for so long. We haven't talked about his injury history. He had a healthy season this year. <laughs> this has been Kyrie's healthiest season. This has been Kyrie's healthiest season in a while. I mean, it's fact. That's what I'm saying to you, Jamar. Hey, before we go in on him, and just, and just, just completely go off topic. Before we go in on Kyrie, let, let me make this clear. Mm. You're looking at two of probably the biggest Kyrie Irving fans. 100%. I love Kyrie so much. And we love what he talks his nonsense. We love it all. I love it. <laughs> I love it all. Keep, keep burning your sage and having your Instagram I lives, Kyrie. We, we love it. And I love that he's finding himself as a black mm-hmm. man. Let, continue to find scene. yourself. Continue to work with your mental health. Whatever you got to do to make your life better. We respect it. We honor it. Show these guys that I'm not just a hooper who could dribble around really, really nice. He may say some out-of-pocket things, but that's for that man to say. I love it. I'm here for all of it. (laughs) I love Kyrie. Now now that we've bigged him up, yo, the man hasn't played over 50 games in a long time, (laughs) CP. I don't know if I I need him to opt in and show that he is here Mm -hmm. and he's serious. Come back. Give Give me 60 games. I'm not even asking for a lot. Give me 65, actually. Give me 65 nah, nah, games. Jamar, that's a lot in today's world, man. With the <laughs> travel and all that. You asking a lot, bro. I'm asking 65 games 55. from the man. CP, hear me out. I'm I'll asking for 50 six, to 55 games. <laughs> I'm asking for 65 games from a man who hasn't played over 50 games in three years. I will give you all right. So then so then me getting the 50s and accomplishments. So I'll give you 50 <laughs> to 55 games. Run me my money. Five years too, eh? I'm not talking don't I don't want four years. You got to opt in for me. Opt in. Let me know that you worth it. If oh, you worth it, we'll money? pay you. Hey, yo, KD, you're not giving me my money? <laughs> Tell him to bring me my money. Yeah! Hey, yo, KD. He didn't even say KD at that point. Yo, Kevin, talk to these guys. Or, or, or they, both they, of us are out. How are they not trying to give me my, my extension when I just promoted myself to run the organization and make, and you know, and make deals with, with Sean Marks, yo? And you know Kyrie the face of that team? So Kevin, I have to listen. <laughs> okay you went too far <laughs> you went too far you know what Kyrie is the is the face of the team because he keeps putting himself in that position mm-hmm. to be the face where it's like hi sometimes it's like yo bro shut up man <laughs> shut up bro like nah, this guy really nah. this guy really after they got swept went on went on live tv and said i'm here for long haul uh i want to get into the the the, the the mm-hmm. front office and start making decisions on roster and how we're going to build this for the next mm-hmm. couple of bro you can't not play all season get swept and give yourself a promotion i told you this cp that's like that's like you going to work not showing up to work for a week <laughs> without telling nobody show up go into your manager's office and say you know what i think i deserve a raise <laughs> jamar for that one week, I could have been sick, Jamar. I do need a raise. How come you did? <laughs> I sent the text. He didn't see it. <laughs> but that's what Kyrie is initially doing. This man said he literally Jamar, went. You can't. 
Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just making a joke out of it that yeah, this yeah. man, as because the NBA is a job, I gotta remind people mm-hmm. he he's employed, right? It's a nine to five. This man literally did hasn't been to work all year. <laughs> popped it at the end of the, at the at the end of the year mm-hmm. to to you know to help out his taxes. Um, <laughs> showed up, went into the went in, after he did a terrible mm-hmm. job at his at his workplace. Showed up <laughs> and looked at the manager in his face and said, "Yo, I need a raise. I need a raise, and I'm gonna give myself a promotion. And tell you how to do your job. I'm gonna tell you how to do your job. <laughs> <laughs> you got respect. Amazing. You got respect. You you know what type of confidence it takes. You to gotta do respect it. Like that? I respect right, it man. to the utmost." He has oh, the, my utmost respect, Jamar, as a man, as a father, <laughs> as a basketball player, as a brother. That man has my utmost respect. <laughs> hey, we love you, Kai. Hey, for hey, sure. Anytime you want to jump on the Hooper's Paradise podcast, we ready That'd for be you, amazing. man. Listen, we'll I set, we'll you- set the move for you. We got the sage. I've been doing a lot of history on, on my Aboriginal background. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man, I would love to chop it up. Let's talk. <laughs> Kyrie seems like he's an interesting guy. Like he's somebody who I want to have a conversation with for sure. I pick his oh, brain. I don't think we need to break this one down either. Warriors over Grizzly and sick. No, nah, you know, like we got we, the, we saw. Yeah, yeah. Grizzlies are young and up and coming. But come on, you're going right now, especially with the addition of Jordan Poole. You're looking at Warriors as a juggernaut. So I like, yeah. hey, just you did I'm what you mad. can. I think, I think Grizzly, yeah, they're gonna come back better next year. Yeah, they're for gonna sure. Come back even more. They'll ready. be back. They'll be back. Um, Dylan Brooks said it. They'll be back. Yeah, I'm like, hey, shout out, shout out the Canadians, Dylan Brooks and Brandon Clark, and Brandon Clark, who who balled out though in this for sure. this all season and these playoffs, and I'm excited to see what the Grizzlies do and how they retool to to bring back even a better roster next year. I think they're gonna rely a lot on um, internal development, and I think because mm-hmm. they're so young, you can do that. Yeah, that is true. They are <laughs> yeah. young. Okay, so same thing what we did last last round. Who's your MVP of this round? Come on, man. There's 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 nothing even to talk about. We know it's Luca. Like, why know, we even? I, I want to go with Jason Tatum. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I want to go with Jason Tatum, but it's hard because Luca's the obvious choice. Like he's your gold okay. medal, right? Because you like. What can on, we man. give that co MVPs? Yeah, so I'm going with Jason Tatum and Luca. I know normally Jamar, you don't let me pick two. No, but I'm gonna let you do it today. <laughs> you let me do that. I, right, I gotta respect you. the two young stars, Jason Tatum and. And Luca did an amazing job. Um, are we seeing the passing of the guard? We'll, we'll find out next year. But. I think I think next year when you see guys like Kawhi and Paul George come back and get healthy, and you see the real, you'll see the real NBA. So you're gonna really see who are the guys that take their team above and beyond. You're gonna see, you know what I'm trying to say? I think you're gonna see LeBron back with a vengeance. I just, he, I just, he's gonna come back like Batman. Yeah, you know I'm trying to say. Right, so I just, I think you're gonna see. A, different russell westbrook so i think there's a okay. lot of yeah yeah i think you're gonna okay. see a lot especially if you get a new coach depend no okay my choice on the lakers depending on who the coaches okay because no their their team is set in stone like don't get me wrong you're probably gonna add some more shooters and some more glorified role players around lebron ad and westbrook right of course but who doesn't want to come to la 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 and play that the weather's like you're gonna want to you're gonna get that but depending on the coach i need someone who's strong-minded that's stronger minded westbrook okay that's what's like up that. to do. Most disappointing player and team. 
most disappointing player will probably have to be James Harden. And Ooh. yeah. Oh wow. Okay. And yeah, I can I can understand that you expect more out of Harden at this stage in his career than you do out of Chris Paul. Okay. 100%. Chris Paul 37 years old. Bro. Okay, I, I get I get yeah. it. I, you kind of threw me off, but when you said that it, it made sense in my yeah. head. Yeah. Okay, I like your pick. What's that the would. what's the team for you? I think I know the team. I'm probably going to go with Phoenix. Yeah, that's obvious. The way you the way you come out in the game 7 and get slapped by 70. <laughs> That should look like a 2K bro. game, bro. <laughs> when you playing yeah. with your little brother, you don't even Damn. want to anymore. And you're playing on you're playing on rookie, and you just shoot, you're hitting everything. Like it just it didn't look. I was, it's shocking all. Like I couldn't believe what I was watching. And to me, that tells me that I'm not gonna say they're not prepared because I like Monty Williams, and I think Monty Williams will will go to the ends of the earth to make sure his team is prepared for whatever game they're playing. I think like there must have been a turning point in the series where where Dallas took phoenix's soul like soul keep telling you man game five that was a turning point eh? yeah luca devin booker they were up big and uh he went and took the, he, he was mocking luca a little bit was was on the floor on some flop stuff making a joke and then he was uh slapped the ball out of his hands yeah i seen that luca's all right <laughs> yeah you, you you poked a bear and he's literally a bear <laughs> Same thing that Miami did to Dallas with yeah, Dirk when he's coughing, and yeah, you, know, you woke up the man now. You poked the bear, man. So th- yeah, they got it. They're gonna. They're my most disappointing team, and I, I, I expected they showed, and I, and I know the season's difference, but like they showed, like to me, and as well as Milwaukee, as presently constructed to be probably two of the more deeper teams from mm-hmm. play styles in the NBA. And they could play so many different ways. They could play small, big, shoot, fast, slow, however the hell you want to do it, they could do it. And it's just tough, tough way to lose. So then who would be your most surprising? Dallas? Dallas, by far. By far. Okay, I I picked Dallas. So I got to go with my most surprising is going to go with Boston. I really thought they were going to no. run into the best player on the planet and Giannis. And you know, I like Boston a lot this yeah. year. And I spoke very, very highly on them. But yeah. Giannis is a different kind of beast. But when Middleton went down, I still stuck with my guns with Giannis. But hey, kudos to Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and the Boston Celtics. And shout out that first-year coach, Udoka, man. Another another guy off of Greg Popovich's tree. Hey, Brad Steven looked like he made the right decision. <laughs> Yeah, man. Another guy off Greg Popovich's tree. Um, you love to see it. We're seeing a lot of Greg Popovich coaches excel. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's going to propel him to the greatest coach of all time. If he, if people don't already see him as that, is that you don't hear any coaches in the NBA get love like Greg Pop. Uh, it's keep saying, Jamar, the sign of greatness is your ability to inspire others to do the same thing. And you produce a tree of you've inspired how many coaches? <laughs> how yeah. many, how hey, many I think I think they that? said it that uh like I think like four out of out of the like eight coaches left or something like that came and you from the Greg have, Popovich tree. You even have uh someone from the Greg Popovich tree now in the WNBA, the highest paid WNBA coach of all time. Yeah, and Becky Hammond. So it's just and like to be honest, she should have been an NBA coach. 
Yeah, I agree from a talent perspective, but it's tough. She should have been an NBA. Yeah, she should have been an NBA coach. I was she really rooting she, for her to be an her NBA IQ coach. Her IQ was crazy. Her IQ yeah, was out of crazy. this world. But it's just, um, I think I think it's just that's a boys' club. I just don't think she'll. She, yeah, that'll be a tough. I wish she tough. was the one to crack it though, because that'll be tough. Too. Not just for the the look. It was more than the look. It was well deserved. For sure, but yeah, it's the, it's like. The NBA is like all major sports leagues to me are a boys club and it's only a certain amount of women. It sucks to say and it's so sad, but there's only a certain amount of women they're going to let in in certain roles. I pray. I pray like I hope it changes. It. I have yeah, daughters. It needs to change. In ways I have daughters. Because so it's sad. But it's a good way to say right? it. Man. I love it's that. Sad, but it, but but it's just it's just the, the way major league sports work right now. I hope 50 years from now, maybe different. You may see a woman head coach. You may see somebody be able to knock that barrier. I don't down. think I don't think it's going to take 50. I think we're going to see it in the next five. You think so? Yeah, I think with the emergence of the WNBA, which has been an incredible season so far this year. CP, yeah, I don't know if you got to watch it yet. I got a chance to tune in. Oh, on. man. But I, everybody knows I love the WNBA just because I love shooting. Mm, and, that's and, I love, and I love skill and yeah. their their skill has to be put to another level just because of some of the athleticism that athleticism that they lack in ways. Mm. And even though we're seeing a lot of these women even become superior athletes, considering the fact that I think that Serena Williams is the greatest athlete of all time and she's female. And it's I watched so I watched Candace Parker sit and cry in an interview because she felt like she belonged. On, on to be able to talk on TNT with D Wade and Shaq and those guys. Oh man! Well, and I watch her honest, cry. She breaks down the game better Ooh. than all of them. <laughs> than every single one of them. <laughs> she breaks down the game better. She made look like an idiot once. Yo, and Sha- to the point where Shaq have to keep telling her she's bullying him. <laughs> but no, we're, we we love it. She's we amazing, love to man. see it. Uh, shout she's out! Amazing. Shout out! Shout out the women who sure. are just doing their thing, man. We we appreciate it. For sure. Um, for you know sure. what? I'm gonna send a big shout out because I, I know one of my my colleagues here, April. Mm. She's one of the the women who inspires to be a coach in the NBA one day. And, I and she and she's on the right path, and I, and she's very knowledgeable and knows what she's doing. So, and if good it's luck somebody, to you, April. If it's somebody who would take that chance and maybe Masai. <laughs> yeah, hey man, hey, she's a legit ACP. She could coach, man. I don't doubt you, Jamar. She can coach. Um, shout out April. I know that's just a random shout out, but yeah. since we're no, speaking on the topic, man, sure. huge shout out to my to my homie April. Um, I do that more often. Predictions. Who you got yeah. going to the finals? You got to give me the games too. I'm going with. You know what? I'm going with Golden State. Over Dallas. In how many games? I want to see you this. Okay. All right. I respect that. Because I just look at it like, yeah, you know what, Jamar? Flip. Nobody in the world's guarding Luka. Nobody in the world's guarding Luka. Not one person. You know what, though? (laughs) There's not one person in the world stopping Luka. It's going to be hard for me to pick Luka. Because I really want to pick Dallas. Because you know I, you I had Dallas. him as a I had him as a dark horse to me. Who the hell? Who the hell, Luka, who the hell? Luca running off screens? Who the hell? Luca chasing? You can't pick Luca. Who? You can't pick Dallas. Luca's not. They're not. Yo, when you play the Golden State Warriors, you have to play perfect basketball defensively. Dallas in six. Jamar, we're gonna make another. You're crazy. You're gonna, we're gonna do this again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll go with. 
I'm going to ride with him to the end. All right, bet. That's my, that, that became bet. my, hey, I told people from the moment that dude was, before he was drafted, I was already calling him my white son. Yo, hey, <laughs> when when you hear, when you hear guys like LeBron try and sign him to shoe deals, it's for a reason. Yeah, that's my white son right there. He doesn't know it, but like, it's my white son. I respect him. Uh, from the moment he stepped in, I was talking because I got to see him like early watching like mm. the junior world championship stuff. Mm. Yeah, I, he became my white son. I went uh, through, <laughs> I went through, I went through a phase where I had favorite white guys in the league. So it yeah, started. Yeah. <laughs> it started. White chocolate Bert. was back. Yeah, it was white you, chocolate oh for back. We remember him. guys like Peja. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Just because of the name, Peja Stoyakovich. One of my one of one of my favorites were um, Chandler Parsons. Because yo, he in fell the, in hard yeah, after he, the he got into accident. Yeah, and, and then that's why, and his career was over after that. Got into car accident, but then um, tore up all of his knee. He was done. It never came back the same. But when I read his Twitter bio, this is a few years back when he when he was at his peak, kind of. But he just got that deal, and it's, it said six ten with a ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> and from there, I was like, yeah, this guy's. That's tough. my favorite white boy. Yeah, he's I tough. <laughs> Nah, so, Luca, Luca, Luca's my white son. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Miami or Boston? Oh, Boston. I'm not even. That's not even. I'm Boston, Boston, how many? Boston in Boston in five. Okay, I'm lying. I'm being disrespectful still. Boston in seven. I'm that was disrespectful. You know what? But you've been disrespecting that Miami all season, that, so you got to stay consistent <laughs> with it. You know, fine. Boston in five. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You gotta. I like that you're staying consistent. You've been disrespecting Miami all season. You've been. It's funny that the two teams that you disrespected all season are now in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's crazy, right? I love it. You disrespected. I, I understand why you disrespected I mean, Boston. I disrespect Boston in the season because, you know. Because of the Raptors. You know, I have to do it. But why did you disrespect Miami like this? You really actually said they you had really no shot. You? You, really you said they had no shot at making the championship. None. 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 And I'm mad because Kyle Lowry went there. <laughs> That's really and he's not I even played there. right I, now. I, I'm mad because of Kyle Lowry out there. I okay, didn't want him to go there. I'm gonna go Boston in uh seven. But yeah, Boston. I think Boston's winning that series. I'm gonna go Boston in seven. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Jimmy Butler some respect. In, in reality, my heart wants to tell me to say ignorant shit, stuff like you right now and say Boston in six. But so I think Boston in five or six. That's what I think. I think. I think they have no answer for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown averages twenty five points per game. Tyler, it's gonna be funny when we see Tyler Hero guard. But you know what? They got PJ Tucker over there. They got Bam. They got Jimmy. They got some switchable parts. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah, got some switchable like, parts. I just both, don't think they have both enough really, offense. Nah, there you go. We're on the same page. They're both. Both those teams are really good defensively. Like the the games are gonna be in the nineties. But I just think. Boston, Boston gets hot from three, man. Yeah, well, both teams that can get hot from three. But I mean, Boston can do it at a different level. Like Boston can, they just, they had the record for most three-pointers in the. You want to know what I, this is the big difference before we wrap this up. Yeah. Boston has guys who can get their own three. Yep. Miami needs guys to run off a screen and play making. You know how the NBA goes. Now we're in the Eastern Conference Finals team's been watching you all year playoffs it's starting to dog on you and this is the time where it's like this is where you see like the superstars and stars come out because everybody knows your plays you can't be running off a million screens anymore mm -hmm. switching you, just, that shit. you might just need a bucket and we've seen that jason tatum can do that 
Jimmy has shown that he can do that at times. Yeah, but he can't but, do it by himself, and I don't believe in. But Tyler they got Hero. two. Yeah, they got two guys over there. And bam, and bam, 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 not bam. Offensive game not there yet. He come in, but he not he not. There oh, he yet. got oh he got to deal with Al Horford and them dudes right now. You know I'm so, trying to say like he's got to focus defensively. We'll but see. Definitely, definitely Boston. Definitely coming up. So we got a Boston versus Warriors in Dallas Finals. Golden State. Hey, but you know I went with Dallas. Yo, wouldn't that be crazy if Jason Tatum and Luka got to the finals? Hey, man, it wouldn't be crazy because I've been It'll be saying a that. Now, now then that would be officially the change of the guard. Like I said, Dallas is my dark horse all year. <laughs> and y'all been laughing at me. I can't wait until my white son makes it to the NBA championship. And I, want Luka, and I get to look at everybody and say, I told you so. I want Luka game one to come out and drop a 40-point triple-double. 50. No, I'll be tough to do the playoffs. Bro. Fifty. He gonna be step. He gonna be, and this is no disrespect to Wiggins. He gonna be step back in our Wiggins and Draymond all series. He Luca's really good, man. I'm still waiting for him to have a bad game. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Let's 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 wrap. Hey, man. This one was I, this was super fun. Yeah, I had a blast. Still, I had hey, a blast with this one. Ticker below. They know. Everybody knows what to do by now. God damn it. Like, Twitter, subscribe. Instagram, they know. Follow. Hey, one thing too, if you're following the page, we, we've been doing these basketball runs for some youth. Um, oh, sure. Please check them out, man. We got some really good talent in the gym. Um, there's going to be more to come. So if, you, if you're just a fan of basketball and want to see some young Canadian talent in Ontario, um, go to that page and, and go click on those Hooper Paradise runs that we're trying to just create a nice athlete experience for these guys. Jamar, you, you, do you understand why I keep saying we're outside? That's why we, <laughs> we outside. Are outside, bro. And let's shout, let's shout out the youth ambassadors for for the for the, for the runs, man. Oh, for the brand, man. Hey, so man. Shout out my man's Isaiah, Isaiah Spencer and Austin and Mr. Austin. Good. Shout you guys out, man. Keep hooping. We gonna be you got you gonna see a lot of them over the next couple. Oh of years. yeah, yeah, yeah. We just gonna put up something on our standpoint. IG for them. Yeah, and just from a talent standpoint, you gonna hear from these two young kids, man. D one. Okay. <laughs> I respect yeah. that. Hey, we D1. believe it. Speak it into existence. Isaiah, Manifested. Austin, y'all both going D1. Y'all both going to have some pro career. Speak it Let's into existence. It. Let's get All it. All right, man. Love. We out. Man, CP. One more time. We out. We outside.